I help people just make a plan for your money, be really intentional with your money so that it can, uh, you can drive what your money is doing instead of your money telling you what to do. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, Emily Reagan here. So excited to have you here on the podcast because today we are talking about something that will really make a difference in how your business works for you. If you're a business owner, you need to have a plan. You need to keep those expenses under control. You need to pay those quarterly taxes without wincing actually have the money to do so. You need a plan to pay yourself so you don't end up being a slave to your business. And most importantly, you need a plan to make sure your service providing business is profitable and you benefit from those profits. For me, that means vacations, piano lessons for the kids, and a new minivan, hopefully, in 2021. So I've invited Ramsey preferred financial coach, Sarah Van Hoos, on the show today to teach us the principles of a very popular book right now called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. It's a really good book. I highly suggest you read it. I put a link to the book in the show notes, so check it out. I don't think this is one you want to listen to on Audible. I think you should buy the paperback because there's lots of good worksheets and things you're going to want to reference and you're going to want to keep this book on your bookshelf. So I interviewed Sarah earlier at the beginning of this year. This is a great time to implement these tactics. I do them myself, and it was really nice because at the end of 2020, I had a little chunk of cash to reward myself. Up until now, I worked, 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 forgot to pay myself, uh, stressed about the expenses, and didn't know what the heck I was doing with quarterly taxes. At the beginning of my freelance business, that was just how it was, right? So this is a plan to stay in control and have everything sorted by pots. Sarah's going to teach you the five accounts that you'll open when you put money in there and the percentages you put in there to ensure that at the end of the year, there is a profit to pay yourself. So without further ado, here's Sarah. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Today we have a Dave Ramsey finance coach and money management coach here. Sarah, say hello and tell everyone where you're from. And please forgive me, how do I say your last name? I meant to ask you this before we recorded. You know what? Totally fair. Uh, my name is Sarah Van Hoos, and um, I am over on the Pacific Coast. So it's, uh, it's a little early morning over here. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Like you said, I'm a Ramsey preferred coach. I help people manage their money better. So uh, we got to start talking about money. Got to start making it a little bit more normal. You got to make a plan for your money so that you can uh, just get a handle on all the things. Yes, this is such a good time of year to talk about it because with January, I'm looking at my Christmas credit card bill. I'm thinking about business goals and my savings goals for the year. So I love that we were able to meet so early. And thank you for joining me early in the morning and on the Pacific Coast. But tell everyone, what's your background? How did what was your life like before you uh, got to the online space? And what what's your background in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a background in healthcare leadership, uh, which is a very traditional, like bricks and mortar um, organization. Um, I've been with a large company here in the Northwest for almost twenty years. It's really dating myself. 
And I have had this passion really over the last uh, year and a half to do something different. And uh, you know, you have small kids, like most all of us have like young kids. And uh, I, I've got girls and I know that they're going to need their mama a little bit more in the near future, whether they want to admit that or not. Um, I feel like this like overwhelming desire to be more present with my kids and, uh, you know, being in, in operations, I, I just, I had to be in a hospital environment. I had to be, you know, somewhere different. So I started really kind of deep diving me like, what, what do I want to do? Like what, what sets me on fire? What gives me the flexibility in order to do what I love while being more present with my kids? And, um, I have this, you know, kind of funny, I don't know what's funny, funny, but, um, (laughs) so story of being on um, a beach in Mexico with my husband for vacationing. And, um, and we had talked about retiring there and, um, just spending more time there. Obviously, as we got older, I was looking at like, well, what benefit is that to my kids? I don't, I don't really want to bring them here when they're 30, you know, like what can I do right now that would be beneficial for my kids? And so I'm like, you know, getting on the airplane, like, you know, one, one too many drinks uh, at the airport. And I'm like, you know what? We should just move here now. And my husband's like, you're crazy. Like, uh, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, why do we have to wait? Like, why do we have to wait until we retire to go do the things that we really want to do? And uh, so he's like, you make a plan for that and let me know, you know, like what happens. And he for sure thought that I was going to forget about it. I'm certain. (laughs) Uh, But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a plan for that. So uh, luckily, we have had uh, a lot of success with Dave Ramsey's, um, you know, personal finance program. Uh, Loved it. Told everybody about it. We were in a good place financially. And so I did. I crafted a plan for us to move to Mexico for a couple of years. And uh, all of a sudden, he's like, "Um, I I don't know if I'm so cool with that. Because my plan was just to quit my job, to quit my, you know, like my nine to five and move on and like, and just totally do something different, live the beach life. And he's like, you know what? I would actually feel a little bit more comfortable if you have a job too. (laughs) I was like, okay, you know, I'll go get myself a job too. So then I was like, well, how do I take this thing that I love and uh, how can it translate into the online space as well? So I was like, I'm going to go be a Ramsey coach. I can help people with their money management. The people that want to live on the beach, the people just that just want to be debt free, the people that want to build their wealth, like I can do that beachside. So uh, I became a Ramsey um, personal finance coach. And so I help people money, manage their money and make a plan for whatever they want to do. Like no judgment, beach, no beach, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I want to help people um, meet their goals. So that's, that's the path that I'm on. So I've been doing that for the last uh, year and a half almost. And, uh, this year is my 20 year anniversary at my, um, at the organization that I work with traditionally, and I'm hanging up my hat in July. So I'm going to be working full time. I know I'm so excited, uh, full time coaching. And, uh, my husband still is not quite ready to move to the beach. Um, but I'm, I'm working on that. I like that you called his bluff a little bit. You're like, I'm serious about this. I'll take his spot. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. You found a way to do what you love and bring your expertise from your traditional job over to the online space. You know, I like that. And you know, I find that inspiring and everyone here in the group should tell me how, how do you become a Ramsey certified coach? They have a training program. So it's, uh, you can take it, you know, at your own pace. It's online these days, of course. And, um, it had, there was a lot of, it was intensive. It had, um, you know, there was coaching sessions, group coaching sessions with their coaches uh, along the way. And ultimately, you know, yeah, 
pass all the tests and, and do all the thing and um, have some, they actually now have some qualifications that you have to, you have to do some coaching before they'll certify you as well. Okay. So uh, it's really a great program. They have lots of great support over there. And for those that are familiar with sort of Dave's philosophy, he, um, it's very, um, maybe a little old school, it's very traditional. It's about living on less than you make and making sure that you are being wise with your finances, not not keeping up with the Joneses, you know, not chasing, chasing your debt, but really making sure that you're managing what you have well. Yes. And I love that. And I know a lot of my friends watch him and learn from him. I have some of his books here. They're really, uh, Dave Ramsey's company is really military friendly. So they do, they give a lot of free resources to military families out there. So I love what he teaches, but let's take it up to the next step and talk about profit first and how this relates to business. And like, first of all, tell everyone what Profit First is. So Profit First, I have the book in front of me, is by Mike McCallowitz. Uh, talk about butchering people's last names. Like, so, sorry, Mike. Uh, I think it's McCallowitz. <laughs> uh, I was going to make that joke, same joke. But and I, I had my book and it disappeared. But I has also, I have read it just for the record, Sarah. And I do implement half of it. But we'll I can talk about that more later. But yes, I'm a big fan and I and I love it so much. So tell everyone what it is. Yeah, profit first ish. So profit first is uh, again, like as we're talking about finances, personal finances, you have a budget, you've got a plan for your money, or I want you to anyway. Same thing goes with profit first. It's like make a plan for your money. And it turns some of the kind of traditional accounting principles on its head. Right. So traditionally, you would take your income minus your expenses, and that is your profit. That's your salary. That's what you take home is the difference. And what Profit First does is like, as a hold up, wait a minute, let's take your profit first. Let's make sure that you're managing yourself like a good salary, giving yourself a salary. But don't forget um, to pay your taxes <laughs> and your operating expenses. And really wants to keep your operating expenses at a really reasonable level so that you can pay your taxes appropriately and you can also give yourself a decent salary. Yes, it's so important for all of that. And what I found interesting about the book was so he has so many uh, examples of real business owners. So many people are living month to month just like in the real world, right? And so many people don't pay themselves. Like they work like a mother for their business and then they're not like getting anything out of it. And then it comes time to pay taxes where some blip happens and there's no, there's nothing to actually pay that. So Profit First helps prevent all of that. Yeah. I actually, I find that there's kind of two different camps of people that I'm working with, especially as we're talking about freelancers or solopreneurs, right? We are people that we don't, we don't, I don't have a big, you know, conglomerate of people in my, in my living room. Right. Yeah. So there's sometimes these two camps, one where you're taking all the salary and you're not taking, um, taking a percentage out for taxes or for investing in your business. Oh, I didn't even, so, I'm like the other camp. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Right where you get to tax season, you're like, oh, I did make a, a fair amount of money, and shoot, they want part of it. Yes, like you got to make a plan for those taxes, but also you need to like reinvest in your business. Like, what do you need to help you grow? What kind of support do you need? What kind of training or education should you invest in with yourself? In you can budget for that. Like, so you're not taking 100 percent of your you know profits home with you, uh, but you do need to make a plan for all of the other. And then on the flip side, uh, something that happens too is, is like you mentioned earlier, Emily, like you've got, you've invested in all the things, you've got all the tools, you've got all, all the monthly subs 
subscriptions that are going to help your business thrive, but they are add up to so much on some of those famine months uh, that you're not taking home any anything at all and you don't have enough to even set aside for taxes. So there are both kind of sides of the camp where you want to balance that better and really create some um, uh, what Mike calls, I call him Mike, like I know him, <laughs> what Mike calls uh, target allocation percentages uh, versus your current allocation percentages. So uh, you want to kind of work towards your targets, but you got to have a starting point or your, your cap, what your current is too. Yeah. So can you tell everyone, okay, I'm trying to think of like the next good question here, but basically I want you guys to understand this. It's all about taking your profit first before you worry about your expenses. So you're like reverse engineering everything. But what this looks like at the end of the year is I have a little, it's not so big. It was a growing year, building year in my business, but I have a little profit account that I now get to pay myself from 2020 on top of what I was paying myself every month. So it's this nice little nest egg. I'm like, mama could get a minivan. <laughs> mama, ma- well, maybe half a minivan right now if I, if I really want to splurge, but it's so nice because I get that money working for me and it makes me excited and happy about my business. And I'm not resenting it because it's, I'm just putting all the money back into it because we already said I'm like in that second camp where I'll, I'll like forget to pay myself. I'll just work, work, work and be a slave to my business. And I know, I know that's not going to work out long-term. That's not a successful business if you're not making profit and you can't cover all of that. But um, tell everybody what are the main, okay. So what are the main five accounts that you have in business and profit first? And how does that work? Yeah, Absolutely. So it's really kind of taking, um, making sure like number one, like you got to separate your business monies from your personal monies. Like first things first, don't mix up your monies. Uh, you need a separate um, account for your business. And then you have five accounts and they can be checking accounts. They can be savings accounts. Probably at least one of them needs to be a checking account. You've got five accounts. The first is your income account. A hundred percent of your income goes into this first account. And the second um, is a salary account. The profit first. Good Lord. I forgot <laughs> the name of the book. Get profit. And then you've got salary. And then you've got taxes. And then you have um, OPEX or operating expenses. Okay. So you've got five total accounts to start with. And that seems a little overwhelming. I think at first when you're like, good Lord, you know, like five different accounts. But it helps just like streamline things, honestly. 100% of your income goes into... Um, of your income goes into the income account. And then based on what your allocation percentages are twice a month, the 10th and the 25th, uh, you take those percentages and say that you're allocating 5% to profit. You just, whatever that amount is in your income, transfer 5% over to profit. And then whatever your salary is, you're transferring it, you're transferring into taxes, and then you're transferring into operating expense. And the key here is that you keep your operating expenses, your subscriptions, those, um, the things that you're planning for, you're saving for limited to that operating expense account. And you you don't take out of your salary in order to pay for your Canva bill. You make sure that you are taking out of your operating expenses and then, uh, and you, you move your percentages towards goal. So depending on, um, how large your business is, you know, brick and mortar is a little bit different than what we can do as freelancers or solopreneurs. We can take a larger salary generally because we have less expenses. Yeah. And then um, quarterly, um, you will um, just hold on to your profit and hold on to your taxes. Most of us don't have to pay monthly taxes, right? Many of us pay quarterly taxes. You're going to transfer over the, those tax 
and that profit into what they call a hold account, profit, hold, and tax hold. And you will only uh, distribute that to yourself quarterly. Oh, quarterly. Okay. I didn't realize that. So the first account, okay. I want to go over this again, just to make sure I understand the first account. What is the first account? All your, all your income goes into the income account. Yes. Okay. And then from the income account is where you pay like all the other five accounts. Is that right? Exactly. So there should be four left. You've got your profit, your salary, uh, your taxes and your operating expenses. So everything goes into income and then you take it into the four. So what happens with somebody like me? Like I'm getting random little payouts from affiliates. I'm getting random Stripe payments. I don't even know when they come in. How do I do that monthly? Like what you're saying, just do it on the 1st and the 15th? Yeah, 10th and 25th, 1st and 15th, whatever you do, you pick your two days. Okay. Uh, And you, so when you set up your Stripe or your Venmo or your whatever, make sure it's depositing into your income account. Okay. Do your transfers in time to hit, you know, for the 1st or the 15th or the 10th or the 25th. And then you just, you reconcile your account those days. You pull up your credit union account um, and then you take whatever's in that income and then you do your allocation percentages. Okay. And so then when you're putting into the salary, it'll just sit there and you'll pay yourself. What do you recommend for that? Like just monthly pay from yourself from that account? Yeah, I do monthly. Um, Mike recommends two times a month. Okay. Uh, but I just do monthly as well. That's all, all I need okay. or all I'm counting on. So should that income account empty every month? Like, or is there some like writing? Ooh, okay. So your income should go to zero every single time that you allocate. You are allocating all the rest. So your income is 100%, right? 100% of your income goes in there. And this, so CAP is called current allocation percentages. So that means this is where you're at currently. Oftentimes where we start is not necessarily what we want to target to. Like maybe you're not taking any profit right now. So we want to build your way slowly to that. So you move slowly in that direction. So you, you have some time. Like you don't have to like 100% go into what the what the goal is. You've got, you've got okay. some goals. So uh, just as an example, um, you can say, I want, I just want to start with 1% profit. Like I really want to take home as much money as possible. I've got goals personally at home. So I'm going to take home as much salary as I can right now. Uh, so over here in your salary, like maybe you can be like 64%. That sounds nice, right? Don't forget your taxes, right? About 15%. And then, um, operating expenses around the 20% mark. Let's make sure that we add up to a hundred, right? Yep. Right. Yeah, we add up to a hundred there. Okay. So um, you get all of your money into your income and then you just like, okay, you just do a little bit of math, like bust out the calculator, how much is in there, transfer 1% over to your profit, 64% into your salary, 15% into your taxes and 20% uh, remains for your operating expenses. And then you need to live in that, in that amount. So what does that 20% look like for you? Can you make sure that your expenses are uh, manageable within that? And uh, maybe that's not you. Like maybe you don't have very many operating expenses, like good for you. So what's a better percentage for you? Like, is it 10%? Just make sure you have enough money in there or enough of a goal that you're, you are continuing to invest in yourself. I think that's important, uh, especially in the online space. It can be a little bit lonely. Um, How are you continuing to learn? How are you continuing to educate yourself um, so that you can grow um, as a part of your business as well? So what else would be in operating expenses? Like when you want to take that course or sign up for that coaching group, that would all come from there? Absolutely. 
Yeah. So it's your monthly subscription. So like I have a referral fee that comes out of there. My own unicorn VA uh, comes out of the operating expense budget as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, and right, Canva, MailChimp, right? All of those things right, are coming out of my operating expenses. So do you let that, that will kind of build a little bit, won't it? If Hopefully. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely, I list out my expenses in terms of, um, I prioritize them. Like if it's a rough month, what are those things that I must make sure that I am paying for always? And then what are the, you know, what are the fluffier things that I am saving for or, um, or I can expand. So I just list them out in order of importance and things have to be cut, you know, or I can't, uh, you know, spend a bazillion dollars on Facebook ads, then sometimes that's just not going to be able to happen. So um, order things in order of importance for your business. Okay. So that makes sense. You pay your people from there. You have all of your, your costs for your subscriptions. So when the, the people part of it can fluctuate, it would be nice that that has extra money to cover the cost. And I think a lot of business owners need to pick up on this because you're, you're a lot of you come to me scared <laughs> about hiring and like, do I have enough money? And if you set it up the way Sarah just described, you would be paying from your expense account and it would make you prioritize. Like it will make you stop from buying the new MacBook and realizing you don't have money for it yet because you have other like crucial bills that have to get paid. So it kind of keeps your expenses in check when they're in one account and you can't look at the other thing. It doesn't look um, what am I trying to say? bigger than it really is because your profit isn't in there. Your taxes aren't in there. Your salary is not in there. Exactly. It, you can easily inflate it if you just look at your income. You're like, well, look at that. Like I can go do all the things, yeah. but actually not go do all the things, right? If you want to make sure that you're taking a reasonable salary and don't forget to pay your taxes. Like I, it's such a bummer. I like totally get it, but you've got to make a plan for your taxes. So it doesn't hit you uh, later in the year. Yes. So how do you pay your quarterly taxes? How does that work? I have an LLC. And so we use an accountant and it's just, it's part of our, um, our family taxes, our personal taxes. Okay. For everyone else, you can do that through the IRS and you can set it up. You can set it up to uh, take, what am I trying to say? Like an automatic withdrawal? You can set it up like that. But it's good to have that account. And I have to say the two, I was telling you, I kind of am doing this like kind of halfway. You're making me want to go all in. But I I have the profit account and I have the tax account. And so... I think that's like, for me, it was like the first two important ones. I don't know why we just didn't go all in, but probably because it's easier. It might be easier to start right now at the beginning of the year, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I have excuses. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of legwork, right? That happens. Yeah. yeah Mike's book has a lot of good, um, actual, you know, small actionable steps at the end of each chapter. He's like, all right, go do these, you know, two yeah. things, these five things as you move forward. And if you take it, if you read at the pace of your action, like you'll get through it, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's very doable, especially when you're a freelancer and you don't have as many expenses. I think this is a really good system to start implementing so you can keep check on. It's so easy to sign up for the next thing and like want to go to the conference and thinking like you're making all this money. But when you sit down and look at it, uh, it can be very eye opening. But you, really want this money working for you. Like you guys are in business because you want freedom and you want to be working from home. And it's so easy to get sucked into it and forget to pay yourself and just like work, 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 especially at the beginning when you're trying to build things, right? You're trying to do the website, you're trying to do everything. And 
take on all those expenses. So Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Um, someone asked, which banks are the most solopreneur for opening all of these accounts with minimal fees? Do you have any recommendations there? Yeah, a lot of credit unions will be quite friendly to you with your with multiple accounts. Large banks generally have a lot more fees associated with them. Okay. Uh, but on uh, Mike's website, I, uh, I'll have to double check and see what the website is. But he has a list of like uh, banks that have been vetted, you know, through his program as well. Okay, cool. Generally speaking, your local credit union uh, will be quite friendly for setting up several accounts. Okay. I opened uh, a lot. Of all My business account was in USAA. So I it's really easy for me to open accounts there for anyone who is military. And sometimes there's like a minimum, like must keep $25. Or there might be like a maximum for transfers, which can be kind of a pain. But I like having everything in there. And that's what I'm doing. But that was kind of like your credit union, really, when you think about it. So yeah, I, I guess somebody was saying like those five accounts. Yeah, the the whole point is to find somewhere where you're not having those fees and adding up the necessary expenses. Yep. Uh, someone said, if you want to set up a retirement account, which account does that come from? Yeah, I think it's kind of your personal account. So let's let's talk about your salary. Like let's say that you're taking sixty five or seventy five percent salary. Props to you, right? Do that all day long as, as long as you can. Uh, when, so let, think about it like a paycheck, right? Comes into your personal account. Now in your personal finances, I want you to be contributing 15% of your income towards retirement. That is uh, one of those baby steps in okay. day plan, uh, where your goal is 15% of your income. And it's just, it's really your household income. And it's not like his and hers or, or you know, just yours, right? It's 15% of your household income should be going into retirement. That's after you are debt-free and you have a fully funded emergency fund. Baby step one is that starter emergency fund. Baby step two is paying off your debt. Baby step three is having a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months worth of expenses in case of a pandemic. Uh, And then baby step four is contributing 15% of your income to retirement um, until, until you stop working. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Some people are talking about um, different accounts here. But yeah, so pay attention to the fees. I can't remember what I have checking and what I have savings. So we start with the goal of a profit. And you're saying, you were saying one to 5%. Like, can you go above that? Sure. Yeah. Essentially, like your profits, what you get to take home at some point, whether you take it quarterly or whether you take it annually. Okay. Uh, But the idea with your profit account, at least quarterly, is that you're celebrating yourself. Like you're taking a minute and you're like, you know what? I did some things like I'm going to go. I don't care if you go get a pedicure or you go buy yourself some Froyo or you go out for a whole whole, whole weekend spa trip. But yes, use your profit to uh, really celebrate your successes and reward yourself. Okay. I love that. I love that so much. And I say yes to all of it. <laughs> Maybe some little shopping in there too. So what would you do if you were somebody like me, and I'll be totally transparent, that my operating expenses are above 30%? What should I be doing to get that in check? Yeah. 
So within the book too, you'll, you'll find some tools that help you figure out what your current allocation percentages are. So you do some math and you're like, okay, this is how much I'm spending each month generally on my operating expenses. And then you figure out what your target is. And uh, maybe your target's closer to 30%, right? Maybe that is where we want it to be. And you're going to slowly make a plan to um, reduce it. So let's say that your, uh, your operating expenses are at 40% and you really want to get to that 30% mark. You are going to slowly but surely decrease it one percentage point at a time. Okay. So one percentage point is not, is not going to feel really big. 10 percentage points is going to feel huge. So slowly but surely, like take it to one, you take it down another, take it down another, and reevaluate that quarterly. Okay. So how does this fit into the live launching model for business owners who are launching? Because you, you know, a big part of my expenses is Facebook ads and that's like out of my control. So I'm thinking, I know the answer to this already, as far as like keeping that in check, but like, what, what can I do with that operating expenses when it's a launch month? Yeah. Pad your account. You're going to just pad it. You're going to keep rolling it over. Um, month after month until you have a nice little pile ready for you for your launch month. And then you still have to keep yourself in check. So sometimes you got to tell, tell yourself no, or you're going to have to pause the ad or you're going to like, whatever, like get to the threshold yeah. and then, and you know, just check yourself a little bit. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to, it's, it's, it's a little bit like gambling sometimes. I kind of like Facebook ads, but some of it is out of your control. And I've had ads go wonky based on events happening in the real world and learn some lessons out of that. But I wish like I would have kept those in check better, but you know, you learn, you get better. Absolutely. When it comes to salary, is there like a minimum we should be taking? Oh gosh, that's a, that's a good question. It's a big question. I think that it has to meet your personal needs too. You know, so you got in the business, um, you got in the business to make some money. Let's be honest. Uh, I absolutely want to help some people. And um, I love I love the heart of um, somebody that is is unicorns like you guys are so special and you're out there helping all the people with all the things that they don't are not good at. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you also need to make some money in it, too. So you need to set some goals for yourself in terms of like, all right, like if this is your side hustle, if this is something you're just doing one day a week. Well, what do you want out of it? Uh, You know, do you have a goal of fifteen hundred dollars a month? Do you have a goal of five thousand dollars a month and work it backwards? And say, okay, if I want to take a salary of $2,000 a month, then what does my income need to look like given all of those percentages? All right, if I'm taking 75% of my salary, okay, what what does my little bit of profit look like? And then what should my operating expenses be? What should I remember to set aside for taxes? And then uh, go and create, go and create all that income. You've got some good goals that you can kind of reverse engineer. Yeah, that's really good because it's so easy when you're first starting and you think, oh my gosh, especially when I remember when I started and I went from making nothing and this being like a little tiny side hustle to, oh my God, I got $200. What am I going to do? But then you forget, oh yeah, PayPal's taking some of that and got to pay for Canva, got to pay for like whatever the minimums were, you know, taxes on top of that. So that's really smart to reverse engineer it. So you get it to where you actually need it to be instead of just guesswork or, you know, thinking you're earning more than you really do. Um, Do any, if you all have any questions for Sarah, please leave them in the comments. Someone asked what happens at the end of the year, if you have money left in operating expenses, I would roll it over. I would just keep it, keep riding on it. Um, You can always evaluate at that point. Um, If you've got 
quite a surplus in there, uh, maybe you need to change your allocation percentages. Maybe you need to move it from the 20% mark to 15% or from 30 to 25, whatever that looks like, and then evaluate. But also, um, again, like beginning of the year, I don't know what's so magical about it, but it is like this flipping of the calendar. You're like, all right, what do I want to do this year? Like, what are my plans? Uh, Where do I want to see myself grow next? Uh, What are some of those uh, areas that I can educate myself or invest in myself as well? Maybe I need to make a plan for that money there too. Oh my gosh. What is your big goal? Yeah. So my big financial goal this year is to prepare to to leave my nine to five, to leave my my cushy six-figure role and uh, just go all in with my coaching business. So my husband challenged me. I said, if we're going to do this, then I don't want to live on your salary at all this year. So we are taking 100% of, uh, of my nine to five salary and just putting it away for a rainy day. Oh my goodness. That is really good advice for anybody tra- like looking to get out of the nine to five and yeah. how to make that transition. Yeah. And so it's, we're, we're just pretending like we're going to go, we're pretending we're, we are, I am taking part of my coaching salary, right? Profit first. And, uh, and we are building that into our income, but um, he wants to make sure that it's it looks the same and that nothing like, you know, taps into his beer budget, you know? <laughs> I kind of wish I had done that leaving when back when we were dual income, we had kids, but I kind of wish I had done that, that second before I became a full-time stay at home mom. I wish I had done that. So I'm like, where did the money go? I don't know. I have no idea. It was just gone. And then life it was hard. So somebody asked, uh, and that's a really good goal. I'm really proud of you, by the way, how to figure out the percentage for taxes. Yeah, I think that Mike has a really good um, algorithm in there. I think 20% is probably the goal. Um, It is going to be based a little bit on your own income and what your family situation is with how much you pay taxes traditionally. Uh, But if you start out with 20% and then see what that looks like, how much as you have that ready to go to pay taxes um, in April, do you have a lot left over? Do you not quite have enough? And then you can adjust it from there. Yeah. So I'm an LLC. I do a Schedule C for my taxes. So it does depend on what my family is doing. My husband's in the military. We're not rich. We're, we're okay. But this year might be a little bit different. So for that reason, I was saving. I had my best year ever in 2020. I was putting away 20% for taxes. I don't want it to come back and knit me. So I, I like to say, like, start with that. And then like Sarah said, adjust and see what you need. Sometimes when you're starting out, it's not as high. Like the first couple of years of my freelance business, like I got some nice returns. <laughs> So it wasn't anything crazy. So um, I don't know if you can answer this, but somebody asked a question about um, S-Core and LLC. Do you have any input on that? Yeah, your accountant will be able to advise you less, but there is a sort of a dollar threshold as you're making more money. I want to say that it's around $200,000 uh, first before they, they want you to go into an S-Corp. But again, you're yeah. going to have different tax laws, you know, than where, where I'm at versus where you're at. So uh, talk to yeah. my accountant. And my friend Braden Drake addresses that a lot. He's a lawyer and we had him earlier here in the Facebook group, but he does a whole thing where he teaches about S-Core and when it's advantageous to you. So we can go back and look at some of his resources. I can come back and share too. Okay. So Sarah, what's the biggest mistake people make when implementing profit first? Mm, uh, Not following through. Yeah, that's just it. Like it, it looks good, right? We, we read the book and then we're like, oh, then we got to go to the bank and like do the stuff. Like you got to make some time to do this stuff and then follow through with allocating um, each month. Keep your operating expenses low and um, edit 
you got to sometimes you just you got to edit a little bit. Really ask yourself those tough questions. Is this something that I need in my business or is this just something that I want? Sometimes it's totally okay to want some things for your business, but you need to make sure that the math adds up. Yeah. Okay. Same, with, same with your personal budget, right? Like you got you got things that you need, you got things that you want. Sometimes you have to say no to some of the wants sometimes. Yeah. Somebody said how best to reconcile the five accounts in QuickBooks. I use QuickBooks and that seems daunting to have these five accounts. Are all these accounts show up in QuickBooks? I don't use QuickBooks myself. I don't. Yeah. So I'm not allocating in QuickBooks. I am just like, honestly, you guys just pulling up the credit union website and seeing my hundred percent. And then I do the math, five, you know, five, 55, et cetera. I'm sure that you can uh, move it over into QuickBooks to allocate as well. Yeah. I visually see mine in USAA too. And then I just physically transfer. And I think what you said was so good about like following through. I think I need to personally set some reminders. I have a bookkeeper that I work with. Um, You all know Deb. She has bookkeeping skills. She's a unicorn. And so she'll remind me, hey, you know, move your profit over. And I have to physically do that because we have our checks and balances. Like she doesn't get into my USAA accounts. I do that and she's doing QuickBooks. But do you have any advice for a business owner who's looking for a profit first bookkeeper? Like where would you find somebody? Yeah, um, I think that I feel like it was Joy maybe that put some resources out there that were on the chat. They do have um, a website that's dedicated to those profit first professionals. I am a profit first um, non-professional, right? I am a personal finance coach that uh, definitely follows the the same principles, but I've not become a certified profit first professional. Yeah, so you you can certainly find those out on the website. I think what's most important is as you're kind of working the plan, like just if you need a little help, just like raise the white flag a minute. Um, you guys know what it's like to be uh, needed and, uh, and and necessary for people to get some help. Same goes for you. If you need a little bit of help when it comes to managing uh, both either your business finances or your personal finances, you can just, you just say the word. You're like, I need just a little bit of help here. Can I get a little bit of direction? Yes. Yeah. And that was one of the first people I hired. The, one of the first tasks I got off my plate as a freelancer was the bookkeeping and the invoicing. And it was so daunting. Not that I, I love numbers. It just took up so much time and wasn't where I needed my headspace to be. But it's important and imperative that you know your numbers, you know where your money is going and where it's coming from, right? You make big decisions based on that. But it didn't mean I need to be in the weeds of it. So that was a big move for me. For any of you with bookkeeping skills, what Sarah is teaching could be a really good doorway, a gateway for you into the online business, because I know business owners want to hire bookkeepers who are certified profit first. Tell us, Sarah, what kind of clients do you work with in a one-on-one fashion? And what does that look like in your business? Yes, I help uh, just a wide variety of people get a handle on their money. Uh, most of my clients are, they're not small businesses, they're families. You know, it's, so it's couples or it's uh, single individuals that are like, you know what, I just need a little bit of help with my finances. Uh, everybody from like the super stressed out that owes back rent to the um, millionaire that's not really sure what she wants to do with her money next, uh, you know, and everywhere in between. So yeah. um, I help people just make a plan for your money, be really intentional with your money so that it can, uh, you can drive what your money is doing instead of your money telling you what to do. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And sometimes we just need a strategy. Like we need to be told what to do. We can do it. We need the guidance. And you can come in there with your Dave Ramsey knowledge and make it happen. Plus, I love that you are have added this profit first to it because so many people are doing the side hustle 
have their own business. And this is an element of making it work and be successful. That's actually how I uh, just kind of fell into doing profit first as well is that I had just personal finance uh, clients that also had businesses as well. And really on, on both sides, one was taking hundred percent profit and was going to get burned when it was time to pay taxes and wasn't reinvesting in herself. Yeah. And another that's not taking a salary, she's paying all of her people, uh, but she's not taking a salary for herself. My gosh. Yeah. And a super painful part to be in too. So helping make a plan for both of those things is, is really critical. Um, I work with people one-on-one most traditionally, but also just launched group coaching, super excited about group coaching platform. It's just for the ladies. Like, can I say that on this group? I think we're mostly ladies here, right? So (laughs) just for the ladies, uh, but we're just going to like, you know, have some wine, talk about our finances and uh, just get up to speed in 2021. That is so cool because we have all these workout accountability groups. We have eating right and whole 30. We have like declutter our home, right? We have all this stuff going on in the beginning of 2021 and at the beginning of the year. And what no one's talking about this, yeah. the financial goals, because I tell you, I like go down that rabbit hole and I already did it for January where I go through everything and want to like, I just... I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Like, I I want that guidance. Like, I need that goal. Like, what are we doing this year? Like, yeah, we're saving. Yeah, we have some college funds. But like, I feel like that is so helpful and so needed. And when you have accountability in a group and you're working through it together, it's more fun. So much more fun. I just, I feel like money, like you said, is not something that we're talking about regularly. It's kind of taboo still. And to like, really, let's talk about it. Let's make goals around it. Like, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be shameful. A lot of people carry some shame or guilt around because they didn't do it right, you know, in their twenties or they're like, I don't, I don't really know what, what to do. We weren't taught how to manage our finances well. So like we let go of the shame, let go of the guilt. And like, we're just going to start now. Yeah. Start being better. Start baby steps. So when does your group coaching start? We're live right now. So if you're interested and let me know for sure. Uh, But we kick off on the 24th, Sunday, the 24th. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Will you come back and post a link to that so that people can check it out? I didn't realize that. I thought it was something coming up in it. I should have chatted with you beforehand, but I thought, I don't know, it makes sense. So yeah, if any of you need this, like there's no shame. If you need this for your personal life and then adding in a business, like business expenses can get like scary and hairy. So you got to get your like personal stuff together too. And you'll just feel so much more confident. And then you won't do that thing where you start avoiding it or not doing it right. And all of that. So tell everyone about your five-step plan. What is that and how do we get it? Yeah, absolutely. I have a framework that I use with my clients. It's called the five-step journey to thrive. And it takes you through the same work that I do with my clients on um, dreaming, prepping, planning, flexing, and thriving. All of those are really kind of core elements for your financial goals. It's a core element for a lot of different goals. And it just breaks down what each of those steps looks like so that you can dive in for yourself. So you can get uh, that free guide by texting the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to 33777. And it will show up in your email box. Oh, so cool. I'm so going to get it. What are you using for your text app? You got to tell me. Uh, It's textable. Oh, good. Okay. I hear good things about that one. I haven't used that one yet. I just think this is so cool that you're doing this in this space. I know so many of you here watching this are freelancers, virtual assistants, service providers, 
And what Sarah taught you today will really make a difference in your business. You're doing something really big by starting a business, by working for yourself. And this is the way that you can make sure it's successful. I feel like this is like guaranteed. If you do what Sarah said and follow the steps, actually implement it, follow through and do it consistently, you will 100% be rewarded and your business will be something that you are proud of. And if you're serious about your business, like do profit first. Totally. Do you have any closing remarks to make about our unicorns and implementing I know, this property. I, I just have to give a shout out to my own unicorn. Can I do that, Emily? Yeah. Erica Jordan, um, I hired through you and she is just fantastic. You guys, she's changed my life. I'm sure that you are out there changing the lives of the people that you're working for too. And you know what? Uh, talk about time, freedom, and just like somebody to bounce ideas off of and get some support with the things that I really suck at. Oh my gosh, it's so so helpful. I just, I love Erica. Thank you, Erica. I love hearing that, especially now that we know the background of you doing something big in your life, leaving the nine to five. And you, you like, I bet you, you, you could probably do it, but it would probably be hell. But it's <laughs> helping so much to have somebody like Erica help you achieve these dreams. And then think about all the people you're impacting. This is what I, why I love what I do. And like by giving freelancers the tools to go out there and help business owners like it just like pays forward in such goodness so you're a living proof well done erica we might have to pick your brain a little bit about what you're doing with her maybe we should yeah i'll see if she's like willing to chat a little bit we're trying to do these little trainings where people like share lessons they've learned and not like about your business but about like the work that they're doing and it would be fun to hear did she set up textful for you did you she, do it? I already had that set up, but she's okay. a wide variety of other tasks for me. Oh, okay. so cool. What's the number one thing that you're grateful for having her do? Oh my God. WordPress. <sighs> I, hate, I hate it. Uh, yeah. No, Erica's so great. Like uh, making sure that my blog posts look nice and pretty. Um, yeah. like accounts are all pointed in the right direction. There's new pins out there. Uh, and then, and Facebook ads uh, most recently. So uh, oh, cool. Definitely like grown. It started with Pinterest and then it was like, hey, can you do some of this other stuff too? Uh, and then it just kind of grew to what, um, how she's supporting me and just what I need. So love her. Oh, good. And that's the same journey I did. I did Pinterest, WordPress to everything else. <laughs> but it starts small. That's so encouraging to hear. And WordPress, just be, as a business owner, being able to say like, Will you just like make these updates? Will you, can I just write it and you do everything else? Because you don't have time. You're in a real job. You don't have time. Right. right. The, the time is limited. So she's been able to, honestly, she's been able to help me um, continue to manage my household, continue to be present for my family, be present for my kids while they're like starting their online school here in a few minutes. Uh, you know, like all of those things. Um, I could be a slave to my business while I'm trying to, just like you guys are, you know, you're trying to pivot or you're trying to side hustle. Um, but having that extra support has just allowed me to still have a sense of normalcy with my family too, which is uh, priceless. Oh my gosh. You make my heart so happy today. It was the best news of the day. I thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. If you guys want to get her free five-step plan to thrive, just text the word thrive to 3777. And you can see how textable works too. Cause you know, like we're going to be reflective like that and check out the tech, but you've been so helpful. Uh, if you guys have questions, please um, 
just tag her in some comments. And if you think of something and I encourage you to go get the book, listen, probably just buy the book and read it. That way you can implement things. I think it's more like checklist driven. I don't think it's an audible book, but check it out. It is going to change your life and it's going to make your business change your life as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to connect with you guys on Instagram. Shoot me any questions that you have and DM me and we can chat a little bit more. I'm over there at journey to influence and, uh, and then right. You can get that freebie. It's three, three, seven, 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 two, three, three, sevens. Yeah. And it's in the, in the description too. So, okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks okay. so much. Bye. Thanks for having me. All right. I hope you learned a lot. That was so much fun. I love talking numbers and I love having a business that actually makes money. And we're in this unique space online. There's so many jobs out there. There's a huge opportunity to have a side hustle turned into a full-time business that could even turn into an agency or something beyond your wildest dreams. So kudos to you for being here and keeping an open mind when it comes to a digital business. And I'm telling you, you can do it. It doesn't happen overnight, but if you're disciplined and like Sarah said, it takes consistency, you can build a business that actually makes a good profit. Definitely check out the book in the show notes. You can connect with Sarah and all her freebies also in the show notes. And then next week, we're talking about one of the most upcoming, most requested services that I see in all the job leads coming my way. And it's something you could be offering in your business and something that can make you a unique unicorn. If you have common sense, sleuthing skills slash stalker skills, and you can write, stay tuned and I'll see you then. Bye. ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. I don't know what's going on with the audio here. Uh-oh. Does it sound weird to you? Uh, no. Of course it froze. <laughs> Is it frozen for everybody? Mm, so frustrating. Or is it just me? Are you still there? Here I am sitting here looking pretty. And I'm telling you, you can do... I'm so bad with the fluffy stuff.